This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And if you've been tuning in lately, you know that Small Biz Florida has been on the road again. We are covering and working the second annual Small Business Success Summit here in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And it's all brought to you by the Florida SBDC Network. And um, the room, as I've said before, is full of small business owners. And uh, they have um, had the opportunity to hear from a number of extremely uh, experienced and insightful keynote speakers And uh, we have one of those insightful, informed, uh, and experienced keynote speakers with us right now, our very, very good friend, partner, collaborator, all the above, Dr. Jerry Parrish, an economist and faculty at Florida State University. Uh, Dr. Parrish, uh, my favorite segment of all times. I love talking to you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, appreciate the time again this morning. Thanks, Tom. I'm glad to be here. Always uh, love this event. You know, the SBDC does a lot of great, uh, great things for businesses around the state, helping people create jobs, creating opportunities for their families and some generational wealth, uh, which is just awesome to see. And again, I just can't I can't have a segment with you without, uh, you know, again, just taking just a minute to point out the history that you've had with with the state of Florida, with the SBDCs with, my gosh, our, our, in particular, our state college, IRSC, down along the Treasure Coast, you have, well, and our EDC, you know, Pete Tesh and his team, you have always just been always available, uh, always willing to come down and talk. Um, and again, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I'm telling you, your presentations draw the crowd, Dr. Parrish, I got to tell you. Uh, <laughs> If we needed a crowd, we said, well, you got to call Dr. Parrish. Uh, so I'm telling you, you have just always been an incredible supporter. And I have, I have certainly appreciated your support. And I've certainly appreciated your friendship through the years. Well, thanks, Tom. You know, I always say that anybody who's trying to help someone in Florida create a job, I'm always there to help them. Doesn't matter if it's in <laughs> rural Florida. Doesn't matter if it's in the bigger towns, bigger cities, and uh, I appreciate what you guys do at IRSC, and yeah. always happy to, to come down there and visit. Yeah, and so I've, um, you know, I, I I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to start with with all my Dr. Parrish quotes that I remember. Uh, it's good stuff, and then you can update these. So we'll do it. We'll do a quick. Uh, we'll do a lightning round here, Dr. Parrish. Uh, I will never forget uh, what you told us. One time in a presentation, you said the old model in Florida was we built a golf course and we built homes around it. The new model is we build healthcare facilities and we build homes around it. Still, still true. Still true, and uh, you got to throw in the golf course pass or the golf cart pass okay. in there as well. So that way, you know, you don't worry about your grandmother moving to Florida if she's that close to uh, 
some health care. Right. It's, uh, it's given a lot of people a lot of comfort, and uh, certainly health care is a big issue as, as we age. I'm getting up there in age. I think about it more these days myself. Yes. And then the other one was, I'll never forget when you told us at a presentation, you said, now is the time to open a small business. Uh, still true, or are we a little hesitant about that one now? It, it's always a good time. You know, there's, uh, we'll talk about the economy, and that's what I spoke about this morning at the conference. But, uh, you know, people that are willing to take risks, you, know, you got to remember that in Florida, more than 60% of all net new job creation comes from companies with less than 100 employees. Nice. So it's in the state's best interest to help small businesses. It's in everybody's interest. And certainly those people that are willing to take the risk and, and open a business, we all need to help them. Nice. Okay. So that uh, that updates me on my uh, my Dr. Parrish uh, thoughts of the day. Uh, so let's, let's get started, Dr. Parrish. Um, you were a keynote speaker here at the conference. Uh, again, packed house uh, for your presentation. A lot of great data, as, as always. Let's uh, focus on a couple of things. Um, let's start with, with an interesting topic, pandemic recovery. Uh, we're a couple of years behind this thing, hopefully now. Um, how did Florida's pandemic recovery kind of compare to, to the nation's pandemic recovery? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And, and when we think of things like job numbers, you know, uh, during that February 2020 to April 2020, Florida lost almost 1.3 million jobs. Wow. And, uh, you know, that's a huge percentage. Uh, put a lot of people out of work. But the great thing about Florida is we reopened the economy. We recovered the entire amount of jobs in about 18 months. And that's a lot quicker than most states. Certainly our job growth since then is higher than 7% more jobs than we did even before the pandemic. And the interesting thing about it is, I spoke about this morning, is uh, one of the most interesting things is when we look at leisure and hospitality, you know, some people say, well, Florida's got too much of that. We need to diversify away. They've recovered all their jobs as well, but they've grown at a slower percentage than the others. So actually COVID helped diversify Florida's economy because things like professional and business services were the top grower in jobs and those items that weren't leisure and hospitality grew faster and therefore so we've now got not only a more diversified economy it's actually COVID revived some of our small towns and smaller counties you know some of them that were losing population people that could work from anywhere actually chose to live in those places wow. where there may be a slower pace of life and a better quality of life in their opinion. And uh, so it's really been good for Florida you know, other than the, the shocks and all that stuff. But our recovery has been really strong and it's actually helped Florida. Wow. That interesting dynamic that, you know, it actually helped some of our smaller, more rural communities, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's great, you know, because when, we, when you see a rural county, uh, lose population. Now, a lot of them have. Between 2010 and 2022, we still had 14 Florida counties out of 67 that lost population. And the bad thing about that is what happens is maybe a big, uh, big plant shuts down and people move to the city to get jobs. What happens is the people that are left are probably the ones with less skills and less opportunity. Maybe they're there taking care of aging parents or th right. those kind of things. And there's less people making less income, but the county bills still have to be paid. So tax, you know, taxes per person go up, 
and that's a kind of a downward spiral. So uh, having some of that reverse itself has been really good. Okay. Let's, uh, you also spoke a little bit this morning about um, the outlook for, for the economy. Kind of, kind of start us at the high level. What outlook for U.S. economy and then kind of bring us home to Florida? All right, that's, that's a great question because there's been a lot of stuff in the news. A lot of people have been forecasting a recession. A lot of the big banks have been you know, using that as their base case forecast. And one of the reasons they're doing it is because of the yield curve inversion. And I explained that uh, to where people could understand that here at the conference. Basically, short-term interest rates being higher than long-term interest rates. And what that means is the Federal Reserve is pushing up the short-term rates, trying to kill inflation. But the market doesn't believe that the long-term, you know, interest rates are going to stay that high. So the market has lower rates, you know, for the longer term, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year. And so why that's important is in for the last 50 years or so, it's been a reliable predictor of a recession. And this yield curve inversion has been going on for a little over a year now. And so people are saying, when is the recession coming um, but there's also a group saying, well, we're going to have a soft landing. Uh, Bank of America was one of the groups forecasting a recession just earlier this week, actually, unfortunately, after I'd already sent in my slides for this conference, um, they walked that back and said, no, now we're expecting a soft landing. So nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. My base case is the U.S. will still probably go into a recession late this year or early next year. The good news is Florida may not participate in that. You know, people are still moving here. We're still creating jobs. So even if we do have one in Florida, my take is, is the Florida recession would be much shorter and much less deep than the U.S., which is exactly opposite of what happened back in the 07, 08 Great Recession. Right. We got hit the hardest. Yeah. We went in early, stayed in longer. But I think Florida is in a much better condition we're in financially great shape as a state, and we still got people moving here, opening businesses and spending money. Right. And so, uh, and still jobs available. Still plenty of open jobs down right. here. Uh, of course, big topic in the news is the um, uh, Fitch downgrading the U.S. credit. Uh, how does that factor in to all the above? Uh, and what's your outlook on that? Yeah, that's a good question too, Tom. I, you know, I've, I watched that, and they're downgrading our debt, which means, you know, in the long run, the U.S. may well have to pay more on interest. It's just like if your credit starts to get weaker as an individual, the banks are going to charge you more money. Now, it's not at the panic stage right now. We're not uh, thinking about that. However, the U.S. has about $31.5 trillion worth of debt. And so anytime interest rates go up, um, we pay more in interest, you know, money we could have used for healthcare or schools or those kind of things. Right. You know, what, uh, what I think is important here is the fact that Florida's in really good condition, financial condition. It's not going to affect the state. But a lot of this Fitch downgrade was talking about, you know, maybe let's call it the irresponsibility of the uh, federal government of getting in this debt crisis that we, you know, were only solving the last few days. That should have been taken care of uh, on both sides. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm blaming both sides of the aisle on this one. I'm not political, but, you know, it is, you know, the, the, the fault of Congress for letting it go that close to the brink. And I believe that's what Fitch is trying to signal here. It's like, hey, you guys need to get your fiscal house in order. 
you know, you got to pay your bills. Certainly interest rates are going up and uh, $31.5 trillion worth of debt is a lot. It's about $250,000 per worker in America. And it's about, I think I saw something like $98,000 per person that this country's in debt. So uh, we got to keep our fiscal house in order. Fortunately, Florida is in really good condition. All right. And then I guess finally, what, you know, Fed raised uh, the interest rates again the other day, quarter percent. Uh, I am, uh, I, 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 I don't even know if I passed my economics class. I, I can't remember. Uh, so I certainly don't claim to be an expert on any of this, but I kind of was hopeful maybe they wouldn't raise them again because things, but again, as you've pointed out multiple times here, we live in Florida. Things are a little different here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did raise them again. What is your outlook on the interest rates? I mean, where do you think we're headed with this? Well, first of all, I think the Fed's being responsible in trying to kill inflation while they can. You know, a lot of people my age and older remember in the 70s and 80s when, you know, people were paying 12, 14, 16, 18% on 30-year mortgages. Right. And so people, we, we look at people squealing about a little over 7% right now and think, well, you know, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> right. But I don't expect things to go much higher. My suspicion here is we'll see another quarter of a point raise and then the Fed will sit there and watch. You know, in, inflation is coming down. Right. You know, we know the, the inflation rates are coming down. Uh, my guess is they'll sit there and watch it for a while. Certainly, you know, we've seen mortgage you know, mortgages go up. We've seen a lot of people that now refuse to sell their house that would have normally maybe moved up to a bigger house or changed houses. Now they, they don't want to lose that three point something percent mortgage they've right. got. And so it's keeping a lot of housing off the market, you know, driving up housing prices even further. Uh, but I believe that we won't see any substantially higher interest rates than what we do right now. Uh, 30-year mortgages may bump around 8%, but, uh, you know, nobody's expecting them to go down quickly either. You know, I don't think you'll see, you know, mortgage rates getting super cheap because remember, the Feds, it's in the Feds' interest to kill inflation while they can. So... As I said from on the stage earlier, interest rates will be higher for longer than a lot of people think. Okay. Well, since since you said it, I'm, I'm going to be okay with all that. So, um, uh, listen, again, I appreciate it. And it is great to hear. Uh, it is nice to hear from you that, that Florida is in good position uh, through all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always heard Florida, you know, has done well with there's, you know, there's, there's money in the bank. Uh, so we are in pretty good position. Yeah, you know, we, we've got about a $115 billion budget. You know, we've, uh, we've only got about $17 billion worth of state debt. And I tell people, it's like, okay, you make $115,000 a year. Maybe you bought your kid a car and borrowed $17,000 on it. And it's not, not such a big deal. You know, we're not in debt up to our eyeballs. Uh, the interest rates that the state of Florida is paying are super low. And uh, so, actually, Florida is in better shape than almost every single state out there in the country. Wow. Okay. Uh, it is Dr. Jerry Parrish, economist and faculty at Florida State University uh, and keynote speaker here uh, at the second annual Florida SBDC Small Business Success Summit. Uh, Dr. Parrish, I know everyone appreciated uh, your time this morning, updating them on all things economics in the state of Florida and, and U.S. And uh, we appreciate your time uh, here on Small Biz Florida sharing with us. 
Thanks, Tom. It's always good to see you. I Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host. Uh, it is all things business here at the second annual Small Business Success Conference, our summit, taking place right here on Fort Lauderdale Beach. It's beautiful Weston. Stay tuned because there's more to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize.